Let's talk some overlooked stocks. George Tillis, our man in Salt Lake, has a mover's itch a miss today. We're going to put all that red at the bottom of the screen aside for a few moments here and concentrate on something positive. George, let's talk Splash Beverage, which has not been a positive story for a long time, but it has a big, big week underway right now. What is going on? Well, OJ, I mean, absent what's going on in the market, which is uh, looks looks pretty dire right now. I mean, there are some stocks that are moving based on news and Catalyst, and Splash Beverage is one of them. I mean, the stock was trading around a buck uh, last week. It's trading over $4 uh, at one point. Uh, but there's a big spike in the stock, where there's also a news Catalyst. Uh, this is basically a sports, uh, specializes in marketing and distribution of sports drinks, both alcoholic and, and then, of course, non-alcoholic. Uh, for those who follow the UFC or even maybe some fans like uh, producer Rob of the WWE, <laughs> quite familiar with the brand Tap Out, which is, uh, which is a very popular brand from the uh, UFC WWE crowd. And that's basically uh, under the umbrella of Splash, Splash Beverage. They also have salt tequilas, uh, but they also have a business model that uh, caters to business to business. In other words, you know, wholesale to uh, retail uh, distribution. Walmart also, uh, as of recent, and this is part of the catalyst, is deploying their uh, their drinks, uh, their tap out drinks in their stores in Florida. So this is a start from a large consumer, uh, 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 large consumer seller of uh, of course products. The other thing is is right now their products are already sold through Walmart.com and Amazon.com as well as on their website. All right, uh, hey, we were just talking beverages earlier with Celsius, the fitness uh, beverage. Yeah. I mean, how many of these do we need out there, George? Well, you know, it's a good question, OJ. I don't think there's ever, you know, room for, you know, too many. At the end of the day, it really comes down to brand awareness and, and value. If you can market your product and there's some value, either a health conscious value or, uh, you know, it tastes good or it gives you, you know, a different kind of uh, a different kind of buzz when it comes down to alcoholic beverages, uh, there is a lot. I mean, how many vodka companies that are out there or tequila companies and different brands that are very eclectic and specific that are backed by, you know, either institutions like the UFC in this case, or even, you know, actors like George Clooney or even rappers. So my point is, is there's maybe never too much availability. It really comes down to trends and capitalizing on effective marketing. Now, uh, you know, you also have to think about what's going on from a competitive standpoint, because, you know, SBEV is basically a company that only generates around $10 million in revenue. Uh, and last year it lost 45 million. So that's about four and a half times sales in terms of losses because there isn't effectively, you know, scalable deployment of its products. It's really trying different products, different markets, uh, testing things. And that's, uh, that's costly from the standpoint of shareholders. Now, you have any competition, let me get back to that. You know, Pepsi owns Gatorade. You have to think about Powerade, that's Coca-Cola. Diageo is, uh, is very large and scalable in the uh, tequila space. Uh, and Celsius Holding. We've covered this company uh, as, uh, as maybe a competitor to SBEV, but again, uh, that's more of a low-calorie, health-conscious kind of drink. So I think overall, you know, there are catalysts for stocks that have very small market cap. Now, starting out last week, if my math serves me correctly, this, this stock was trading, you know, right around 25 million market cap. Now it's 134 million. And so effectively, we are seeing huge gains in low market cap stocks. Now, this in particular uh, case is not necessarily a short squeeze uh, because I did look back. Now, unless things changed in a very uh, short period of time, but in December, 
only about 1.5% of the shares were short. So it's not necessarily a short squeeze. It really is a, a function of a business catalyst, which again, right. the Walmart news was very accretive uh, to uh, to its uh, forward-looking revenues. Hey, again, Walmart, that's good. Uh, Copa Divino, the brand um, that's one of their uh, major flagship products. Right. Uh, Another one. The, yeah, that guy who was on Shark Tank a couple times, and uh, he never took the deal. He basically said, bite me. Uh, and uh, yeah, I guess that was the right move because, um, I mean, I don't know, we'll see. I mean, the stock still has not been a winning trade. Uh, we, we traded as high as, uh, uh, what, uh, $9 at one point? We still need to double up here to get back to the highs. When you go back to you go back and look at three years on a price chart, I mean, back in August uh, 2019, it was trading, uh, it was trading around between 9 and $12, and the same thing happened in August 2020. So there are you know, times in the past where this company has gone from, you know, very low uh, price base to a very high one in a very short order, but, of course, has come down again. You know, once you realize that the company needs to uh, to fund its operations from uh, issuing equity, and that typically happens here, and I wouldn't be uh, surprised if that happens again. All right. Uh, okay, Splash Beverage, uh, George, let's go over to G Medical Innovations next. Uh, GMVD, it's uh, challenging but fun to keep track of the stuff that goes viral on the Internet that people trade. This one, uh, even by the standards of uh, the froth and markets uh, that we see a lot of times uh, lately from a dollar fifty to six bucks in the course of two weeks uh, pretty incredible rally uh, what kind of innovations are we talking about well you know when you talk about G medical this is an Israeli company and it's really focused on two things like mobile health and, and e-health uh, but there's also a, a PCR test component to it as well and I think that's the most recent catalyst but there has been sort of an industry group catalyst when it comes down to things like mobile health and mobile monitoring uh, from a consumer standpoint. We talked about iRhythm Technologies, which is a mobile uh, device that's wearable that basically monitors your heart and blood pressure uh, and even your oxygen saturation. And, and again, uh, things like wearable you know, glucose monitoring, that's becoming a trend. Uh, and here we have a situation where we have ca more cardiovascular monitoring, so it does compete with iRhythm Technologies when it comes to the uh, wearable patient application technologies. Now, the uh, catalyst, as of recent, there was uh, a mobile uh, PCR testing uh, uh, division opened up. Now, we know that PCR testing from the mobile standpoint, I believe Biden, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, is basically going to deploy about 400 uh, million at-home tests. But, but one of the challenges right now with COVID-19 uh, even from a personal uh, standpoint, is getting tested. It's very difficult, and you actually have to wait quite a long time. So the company actually guided for Q1 at $30 million in revenue based upon uh, mobile testing uh, availability for uh, for COVID-19. So that is the recent catalyst. Uh, the other thing is, is it does have an FDA-approved medical device. It's called the Smart uh, Case, which basically – it's kind of like a mobile phone case that does not just cardiovascular monitoring, but actually holistic monitoring. And that includes like your oxygen saturation, mm. which is actually very important. Uh, if you've ever had COVID, OJ, yeah. uh, oxygen uh, saturation becomes problematic. Uh, everything from glucose, oxygen, blood pressure, EKG and temperature. So it's kind of an all inclusive package that's uh, basically a device that fits in your like a cell phone case. So hmm. overall, it's a, it's a it's a neat technology, but there is competition out there uh, that you have to keep in mind as well. All right, cool, uh, George. I mean, it sounds like some pretty cool stuff going on here. 
uh, as far as uh, monitoring uh, different um, uh, health metrics, though, there's going to be plenty of contribution there. And there's a lot of companies breaking into that ground right now. In fact, the last one on your list, Vivos Therapeutics, has a little overlap in that theme. This company makes a product um, that maybe I should check out because uh, I snore a lot, George, and uh, this is for people with sleep apnea. Likewise, OJ, I thought about it myself, good man. Uh, so Vivos Therapeutics deals with OSA, which is basically obstructive sleep apnea, which in fact, I was pretty surprised when I looked at the uh, statistics, a billion people uh, worldwide and about 54 million people in the United States uh, actually have it, but about 80% of people don't really recognize that they have sleep apnea because again, it's very difficult to self-diagnose. Now, uh, this is a company that's really focused on commercializing and developing technologies that are non-surgical, non-invasive, and low cost, but here's the interesting thing about it. You know, our, we know that our medical system is really geared towards, you know, treating chronic illness rather than curing. This is actually the only FDA approved uh, medical device that Vivos has that is designed to cure patients over 12 to 24 months. Now, what it is, is effectively a dental device. So uh, looking at it, huh. they have about 24,000 patients that are currently using this device. It's actually deployed by dentists. There's 1,300 or so dentists that are trained on this device. Uh, and basically, it, it actually makes sense to me because sleep centers, you know, are really obtuse and they're very costly uh, to get your sleep monitoring. Where totally. Everyone goes to the dentist and people are regularly will go to the dentist. And this is sort of a bolt-on service that uh, the dentist can actually uh, diagnose and help treat with this sort of uh, this sort of uh, bracket-based device that's, uh, that changes the dynamics of your jaw which is designed to cure uh, the patient over 12 to 24 months. So I think it's a novel oh. technology to say the least. Let's do it, George. Yeah, Let's it, commit. Let's yeah. do it together. Well, it, it is. It's interesting. I will say that. Uh, and it's non-invasive and it cures uh, versus, you know, the traditional CPAP machines. Those things scare me, OJ, when I even see, see them on television. Yeah, so, yeah. That's why I don't. Uh, and those things aren't designed to cure people. But, yeah, those things are not designed to cure people but treat people. So I think this is an interesting area. Now, there are a couple of competitors, Inspire Medical, uh, INSP, and ResMed, RMD, are competitors. Uh, but I will say this, that Vivos uh, you know, is a small company from a market cap standpoint, $15 million in revenue. Uh, it lost $19 million last year, but it does have about $28 million in cash. Mm. So uh, it looks like to me, uh, based upon the amount of shares out there of $23 million, it has about a dollar, twenty or so in cash. So that serves perhaps as a theoretical floor. Uh, absent cash burn, of course, and that's about a dollar twenty. Okay, I think this is going to depend. Their success is going to depend a lot on what type of insurance coverage they get. I'm um, not getting a lot of yeah, uh, results yes. to looking into those details right now. So uh, that'll be something that is going to be important if they want to achieve a big scale here. Uh, George, really good stuff. Uh, interesting finds today, and a nice reprieve from our uh, bearish coverage in a down market. The overlooked stocks, movers that you missed. Thank you, George Tillis.